Welcome to the Lakeland Sports Guys. I'm Tom Carroll, Chris Cox. We're joined by Billy Way, the number one dog fan here at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. And congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs. They pull off a record-breaking 65-7 win in the national championship. They beat the Horned Frogs. And uh, TCU got uh, their horns clipped, shall we say. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to say I, anything. I can't you, figure out how to. It's that little. Uh, yeah, now now the wolf pack, I can do the R, 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 but I can't do the horned frog. Well, we don't have to worry about the frog for a while, probably. <laughs> he, he's in hibernation or whatever you want to call it. So. He asked me today, he, when he picked me up, he said, you got your G on. I said, yeah, you damn right I got my G on. <laughs> DG. Power G. <laughs> All right, glad to have you with us. Come by Howard's on Main. Check out some of the great entertainment, particularly tonight. Uh, it's going to be Jake Bartley who's going to be yep. here. Um, he'll be performing upstairs, and then at 8 o'clock he's going to come down here on this very same stage that we're on, and he'll be performing probably uh, late into the hours in the morning, I would imagine. I'll depend on the storm. <laughs> he got to get back to the forum in Hodges. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But uh, we got a lot to talk about, uh, a lot of local stuff to go along with it. But before we do that, let's go ahead and kind of recap the national championship. As we made mention, the uh, TCU Horned Frogs fall to the Georgia Bulldogs 65-7. to And uh, a couple of things had to really go right for this, I think, to be a competitive game. One, TCU had to have a near-perfect game, and Georgia had to have probably their worst game, I think, if this game was going to end up being close. But uh, Billy Wade, congrats once, once again. On the victory that's there, I know you mentioned you got to smoke the stogie uh, once again two years in a row. You've got, got to do that uh, and conclude the season. But you mentioned last uh, Monday when we talked that Sensen Bennett can run the football, and we saw that with his first touchdown. Heck, even TCU and the cameraman didn't even know he had the football. I didn't know he had the football. <laughs> I, you know, I think he faked out uh, half the stadium, honestly. But that was a that was a great run. I, I felt like something like that may come into play. Um, Good call by Munkin, just right off the bat. Good call by Munkin in that situation. Right. We all to talk about Max Duggan in his in his legs. You know, it, uh, Stetson. You know, uh, he can't be underestimated. He's got he got some wheels too. So I think he showed it a couple times in that. And I don't know what Kirby was doing. Maybe he was trying to. Uh, Boost his uh, draft stock. I don't know. Well, definitely I, you know, he, did that. He did go on stage and uh, and and kind of give Stetson more props than he usually does. I, he, I kind of seen him uh, promoting Stetson a little bit after the game. He should. I mean, yeah. I, I, no problem with that whatsoever. I mean, I, I, I don't know. We'll see as far as George goes, and Billy Wade's going to disagree. But I don't know if you'll see another quarterback that good in a while. That yeah, that, that right. team yeah. player, not a Carson Beck. That could be a Max Duggan, not a. Gunnar Stockton, who you and I saw, not a band of group. This guy's a team player. He loves the team, and that's what they're there for. Um, and that's what I was talking about. We were talking about the other night going home that I'm not sure that Georgia – I think they'll compete next year because, for one, schedule is going to let them compete. Yeah. But I don't know – Stetson Bennett, the 39th, meant a lot to this football team. He did. And you know who's going to take him? Atlanta Falcons. I didn't told him. <laughs> That'll be a big pickup. Bears the got the number one pick. They may take. You never know. I don't know about the number one pick. <laughs> you know, they I, may trade him away. We'll see. And I told him you're silly. And like I said, I've joked about. It. I don't think he's a starter in NFL. But if you don't take a shot on him, you are stupid. You're you're really stupid if you don't take a shot. Well, he, yeah, he also proved that it's not he's not a system quarterback. He he was he's able to do everything. He wanted him to sit back there and throw the football, he can do that. Um, tuck it and run, he can do that. You can do, you can design runs for him if you need to. He can, I mean, he can handle all of that. And that's what Munkin said. Munkin said I'm, I'd go to him and say, "Hey man, let's try this." Sure. Let's try this. Sure. <laughs> he said every time I went to him, I was expecting him to say, "Okay. Why?" Why? 
Why? Yeah. But he says, no, sure. <laughs> Let's try it. I, I, me and Chris was on uh, – we probably still are, to be honest with you, but uh, we was on two separate sides of the field as far as Todd Mockin went last year. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I've, I've heard nothing but good accolades for him. And uh, the quarterback room, uh, beyond Stetson Bennett right now, nobody's belling off uh, Brock Vandergriff. Um, you know, Gunnar Stockton seemed to be pleased with – uh, Todd Mockin, and that's one reason they staying around is that they they've learning from him, and the uh, uh, they know what to expect from him. So, in the me and Chris had the, uh, the opportunity talking about the next man up, which would probably be Carson Beck, mm-hmm. I, I would say. Um, and I thought that was nice of what uh, Kirby did by taking the time out to let um, the curtain call for Stetson, and you know to be able to be in that opportunity. And not being such a grudge match like we was last year to have that curtain call for not only Stetson but for the uh, for Keeley and uh, Jalen Carter to be able to you know let the fans have the one last one last huddle yeah. with those guys. But um, I feel like everything's going to kind of come together. Uh, Carson Beck's been in the system now for three years, so say. you know it's not like he's coming into a whole <laughs> new. So he's going to take over at what twenty five, twenty four. Well, he was the starter before. Daniel took over, correct? Uh, and then it's been a it's, it's been, been a, a weird it has been a weird transition, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, yeah. To answer your question, I, I do believe uh, Carson Beck will probably be the next man up if you if you. Uh, well, we might me. argue. I mean, I'm serious. I don't know. I've the other seen, two behind him are just I'm telling good. You, we watched those two <laughs> go to battle and war when we went to watch Gunnar Stockton and Vandegrift and them two. I mean, it was just like back at. It was like Wilmington. Boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Both of them had what almost both had over three fifty mm-hmm. passing in that game against right. each other. Yeah. Just solid. And by the way, there's a new rule that's getting ready to start. You're gonna see it here in a little bit, I'm gonna call it J T Daniels rule. He knows what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We just saw it, it just came out. It's where the NSA says, you know what? You wanna jump into transport water fifteen times, be ready. If you're gonna <laughs> jump in there for the sixteenth time, your tail's sitting out for a year, you're not playing. <laughs> and that'll cut a lot of this out. I mean a lot of this jumping back and forth. If you think you got a city year and you're already twenty six years old or twenty five, you're not gonna you're gonna stay where you're at. Right. So it's a fun rule, but the you know, that was uh Passed down what kind of a by the NCAA and goes into effect this fall, as yep. a matter of fact. That's so, what I was saying. When it just um, broke them in, yeah, you, and like, you've got to come up with a reason, whether it be medical, um, it can't be because you know I, I'm getting less playing time or I don't like the coach or anything of that nature. It's got to be an absolute reason, a positive reason that you have to transfer. That's, like, and and that's the second transfer. You can transfer once. It's yep. the second transfer that they, they uh, each one will be scrutinized individually. You're right. I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, because, I mean, we, it's a joke now. I mean, I mean, I just use him as an example because he's been portal five years, right? Yeah. yeah. Southern Cal to Georgia to West Virginia. Now to, he's at Rice now. So um, I think you. How you got in rice, I'll never know because that's a tough school to get into. So, <laughs> anyway, he must have dotted some eyes right there. But um, it, it's needed, though, because I, I, I didn't always agree with, like, the players transferring and having to sit out the year and losing that year of eligibility. But in a way, by laxing that rule, it's been overtaken. And it's just – like I told him today, we're in a situation now where the inmates are running the asylum. And I mean the players. They Whatever they want, they're getting NIL deals. I mean, they're running the asylum now. So you have no pull if you're a, a trustee, a committee, or anything like that. Because if you do, then you're going to have the whole country on your tail. If you try to do right and discipline players and stuff and, and take NIL deals away, you're going you're gonna to be the bad guy. Yeah, that, that's very true. 
But yeah, I, I, let me go. In, I had I told Bill the other day. I said, "Man, Howard's got the best barbecue sauce from my crew." So, I mean, it, it, it's 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 as tasteful <laughs> as it's ever been before. But um, I feel better this year because I remember I talked to B Rad last year. Last year, I felt like that the better team. I wasn't sure won the game. Because you had a SEC championship game, Georgia lost, and then they played again for a championship. So really, they were kind of one and one, in my opinion. And there should have maybe been like a little playoff or something. But this year, ain't yeah, no doubt. But I do want to see the rule change, and I think we're going to see it because they talked about it today of the uh, win your conference championship. Yep. And that's what we explain. Oops, sorry. You're good. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. That's already playing. <laughs> Uh, man, but we'll no, talk about so. that next year. Yeah, we'll get to it. But it, uh, looking at the team stats, though, I mean, this is how dominant Georgia was. 32 first downs to nine for TCU. Third down efficiency, nine of 13. TCU was two of 11. Um, total yards passing, 589 to 188. I mean, that that's how good Georgia was. And then running the football, they had, uh, if I counted right, eight Individuals end up toting the rock, and they end up going uh, 254 yards to 36 for the Horned Frogs. I mean, well, that's like how, said, that just says it all right. You, were, you talked about it going into the game. I felt like Miller could play. If it, and if he could play, he suited up, and he just see, they couldn't get anything done. Neither the other guy have a chance either with that defense. Uh, I, I'll say it this year. I think that defense is what, as good as it is now. It's I don't young. think we see that, that defense, defense next year. I, I really don't, though. Something, you, there's no way three years in a row the same defense is going to line up and do the same thing. You got athletes on that team. I got that. But I just don't, man. You can't, because I I can guarantee you right now Wait, they're going in the guys, draft too. They're, it's their turn to go to draft now. So they're, they're, the sad part about it is most of them not draft eligible yet. I no, mean, you're, you're looking right. at more freshmen and more sophomores that played this year than probably played in the last ten years. So I mean, I'm not saying that in a, in, a, in a fashion that. Um, in a cocky way, I'm saying that that we, we, you know, Jalen Carter, yes, that's hard to replace. But I mean, you got Mikael Williams, true freshman now, started every game this year, had a major sack in that game uh, Monday night, and looks to be the speedster to feel. We, we've always like, well, who's going, who, who's going to feel, uh, you know, what you call it, shoes, or who's going to feel, you know, I mean, there's Kirby has built this program within the last three or four years to where he wants it. And once again, it's going to come off as boastful or cocky. But I mean, listen to his uh, his interview with Reese Davis. I always enjoy Kirby's uh, post game with Reese Davis the day after, and it's always very legit. And he asked him, he said, "How do you feel about your dogs? How are you going to keep them in the hunt? You know, two national championships. You didn't expect that going into a three P. Nobody's done that." And he says, "You know, if you're willing to eat off the floor." You can play for Georgia. That's what he told him. If you're willing <laughs> to eat off the floor, got a spot for you. You got a spot for you, he, and 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 that kind of goes to it speaks volumes. I want. I wish I had wrote that in my high school motto. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, you got if, time. If you're willing you to eat off the floor, you know. But yeah, I, I don't see. There may be a drop off. Everybody thought it was going to be a huge drop off. Well, I thought it was, I, mean, I really did think it was going to be huge. Yeah. And, what I think only one transferred. I'm not going to sit here and tell so. you guys. I can't sit yeah. here and tell you guys. I'm not. I'd be a fool if I come on here and told you that I thought that Georgia would not lose a game this year. I did not see that. I told you I was hopeful that we would not. But to see Georgia come out and play the way they did this year, find a way to win the games. You know, the Missouri game. I really that was my first gut punch of thinking that maybe we may lose one on the road. That was a serious. Um, it got me out of my comfort zone, 
And then, uh, you know, I mean, the lackluster performance against Kent State, you know, there was so much chatter like, oh, they just they can't do it. They can't do it. And then have such dominant performances afterwards. And, you know, I it, to the very end, I, and I had to be telling a lie if I said if I didn't sit and watch that game Monday and didn't have nerves, then I would be telling a story. So, um, but, but I will give you a lot of credit, brother, because I remember when there were games you wouldn't come out for because of those guts and those those right. feelings that you had. And for, for me and you to sit at sports break with with Dixon and the rest of that crowd, and you were up there loud and proud. And every time a play was made, man, he was whooping in with the rest of that crowd. I was disappointed in the crowd sports break, by the way. But um, it, it was – Pretty much against Georgia, you'll admit to that. I mean, it was. Yeah. I mean, you had you know Hugh and the rest of that crowd. It's Clemson, Clemson, mm-hmm. Clemson. Yeah, there was nobody up there for Georgia really. It was only, but toward the end there was at the very end when you lit yeah. the cigar on the back porch up out there. There was a lot of dogs coming around then. But uh, all in all, man, good win for the Bulldogs. I, I like to see what they're going to do next year. Now, with that said, we've already seen the schedules that come out. And you and I have discussed these schedules before. The schedules, I've seen bad ones, but this one is not. And part of it's the SEC's fault because the the, the teams are supposed to be good or not. We got a problem, too, though, because you see now they picked up – Who's the team? That first team that y'all played is a nobody. Like we got Perman of all teams. We got just, Tennessee Martin. I Tennessee yeah. Martin. Uh, we were supposed to have Oklahoma, but the addition mm-hmm. to Oklahoma and yep. Texas kind of voided that out. Where you know we didn't want to have to have, or the conference didn't want to have that scenario play out just two yeah. years in a row. Right. Well, I mean, we get Furman of all teams. They made the playoffs last year, so that's probably going to be a loss for the game. <laughs> but I'm, well, I, you and I have talked about this thing. I'm, I'm not want to play these games against Furman and Walford. Write them a check because I understand they count on the money from the gate. Just they, The SEC's got no money to, at each school where we can just send Furman a $200,000 check and say, we appreciate it, we love you, but we're not going to waste a chance on playing. You get a player hurt, y'all get somebody hurt. We're just going to send you the money and you find somebody else to play. And then we find somebody else to play. So, I mean, you got enough conferences. That's the one thing I think that Sonny Dykes was raising Kane about the fact that they got to play everybody in they their play, conference. Yeah, yeah. That, and, and I'd love to see that, but I don't know how how legit that would be in the well, SEC. You, you can't do it. I mean, I, I you you could, <laughs> but you'd have to have a rotating schedule where you have like two soft, you know, two soft games um, against lesser competition, and then play the next eight. The SEC slot. With SEC, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean that, you know. What do you call a soft team, though? The game goes <laughs> You know me, man. I'm going to be that way. But And that I, was already brought up. That, that's what's so crazy about that is that, you know, teams was going to be drawing Vanderbilt and uh, some of your lower-tier teams in the SEC. And it kind of threw shade at those guys. But you can't really help the rotation if there's going to be a rotation. You know, it's like, well, what if we draw LSU, Alabama, Arkansas, you know, what have you, all that whole stretch. And then this other flop gets the Vanderbilt, the Kentucky. Well, I'm not going to throw South Carolina under the bus because I think they <laughs> – he may disagree with me, but I think South Carolina is on an upward tw- trend right now. But uh, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I think that – and, and another thing that was really posed about that was losing your traditional games like Georgia and Auburn game. Such a big rivalry, such a big – you know, tradition that we're going to be losing some of those games, and even the Florida game may even uh, dissipate um, if you if you do a combined ordeal mm-hmm. as they're talking about. Yeah, so I mean, the the back half of Georgia's schedule with Kentucky, Florida, Mizzou, and Vandy. I mean, Florida's not what they were. We're not sure Kentucky's going to be what they were this year or sure. last year, and Mizzou is kind of a toss up. 
So. Yeah, the cream, and it once again, it sounds like I'm uh, I'm boasting, and I'm not boasting in that way. I, I'm gonna say that winning two national championships after a 40 year drought. Yes, I am very happy. Yes, I think that our program's in a very good spot right now, and I think that I found ourselves lucky to be where we are right now because of what the NIL's brought out, what the transfer portal's brought out. I mean, there is catastrophic things going on. I mean, look at Texas A&M. Look, look at the mess, the wreckages, all this has caused. But to be in that spot, I think that the, your top four or five spots every year now is going to be pretty much filled by the same people. It's almost going to be Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, Alabama. I looked at Clemson being uh, one of the um, way too early um, top 25s, and it was way down. It was like 10 or 11. Couldn't yeah, believe that, 11. you know, and I was like, you know, but it, they'll be back. It's just the transition and everything's got to play out. But I do sound – I found myself, um, you know, fortunate to be in that situation that Georgia got in when they did um, because things are changing so quickly. Um, well, the big thing, too, is this going to change here is after this year with the last year of the uh, college football playoffs right. at four teams, it's going to go to 12. Yep. And that's going to make a big difference. And, and, you know, we may see more dominance from the SEC in that portion of it, but it's going to give everybody, I think, in each of the conferences a chance at a national championship. This will give you a little more parity, but I don't know that – because, I mean, now you're talking about a 12-team playoff. Now you're talking about a lot. You, you need to drop one game right there, and that's going to be your cup. If you go to another, let's call them rounds of playoffs, which is what we're fixing to get into. <laughs> <laughs> I, every day, I'm telling you, if we're going back toward NFL. I'm not a. Hey, is it going to be a wild card? <laughs> it could be. <laughs> Trust probably me, will the top it, four will probably seriously get. because you're going to have games. Think about the, the NCAA tournament. How cool is that? But and like you said, you have followed you more than I have because I followed because of Furman, Walford, and some of those. But you know that Division Two playoff, they they show the NCAA what you need to do. Oh, it's been there for years. And, I mean, it's it's the, the perfect map, and you don't. It's just like, I'm not going to do what I want to do what they do. I want to do what I want to do. Well, how much of it is the coaches saying that, no, we don't want this because we're so dominant in what we do right now? <laughs> this goes back to Potsworth Greenwood yeah. over up at the radio station. <laughs> I got Nick Saban under the thing right here. It goes back to the czar, man. I, that's one of the reasons that he's never been one of my favorite coaches, and it is what it is. But, um <sighs> I'm I'm ready to see all this playoff stuff and everything, but I, you can't worry about who's going to get left out of something because you got to do your work yourself. But like I said, I would like to see the rule change to where you have to win that conference championship because there's no need to worry about a conference record if you don't have to worry about winning that conference. I mean, Kansas State would have been probably a better representative. Oh, I thought you and Brian was going to have it at, at sports break about that very situation. You know, I, <laughs> I would, and, and I, I, I'm never that passionate about it because I'm going to tell you right now, be ready to hear what I'm putting to say. I despise college football now, and I'm going to tell you what next year I may let you do the college part, and I'm but but I will be doing some NFL because now it's like if I need something, the only way the South Carolina's gotten where we are is we bought players, and I'm against it. I don't think the kid needs. Oh, come on, man! No, nah, man, you don't need Spencer riding down the boulevard down there and that being and then he goes and gets in his truck and he comes back over and he gripes about mine. I don't have money and take my girlfriend out. Then let your mom and dad write that $60,000 check and then you take your money. But you're paying for your school. <laughs> There's a lot that needs to be done with NIL right. and that's just where we're leaving. It is true. And, and uh, let's talk a little bit about what is going on with the transfer portal because uh, Pickens, 
from South Carolina, defensive end, ends up going over to Oregon. Um, Jordan Birch. Yeah, Jordan Birch, yeah. I'm sorry, is going over there. Pickens is staying. <laughs> so just, 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 he's a picking and he's a leaving. Yeah, so, so yeah. he's staying. But Jordan Birch is going to head on over in that regard. And that's a big loss on that defensive line um, for South Carolina. That's a local guy in Jordan Burt. Well, no. He's a Columbia guy. And that's where I mean. He's a homegrown guy. Now he's going to Eugene, which is even smaller than Columbia. So, I hope he's welcome to the snow. But see, there again, we talked about it. Billy Wade was with us when we talked about it before. you got an SEC guy that's gone out to a Pac-12 now and can, can recruit here. And that is huge. Yeah. To go to get a Bo Nix from Auburn. And yep. then the next thing you know, I'll tell you, that Pac-12 we joke about, it's going to be SEC it's be, it's divided. Yeah, you're allowing other teams to come into your your wheelhouse, so to speak. Well, there's yeah, already so many littered in there now, if you yeah. look at it. Yeah. yeah uh, Fenwick and Oregon State. And yeah. DJ. In, yeah, he's there. That's going to be a good team, I'm telling you. <laughs> That's going to be. Bo Nix, Heisman. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that. I tell you what, <laughs> if, if he doesn't play Georgia, his numbers are gonna be better. His numbers are gonna be better. All right. The other good news, um, we find out that uh, a couple of guys are staying. One of those being Spencer Rattler. He's staying for his final year of eligibility. Um, I think a lot of that had to do with the quarterbacks that are going to the NFL and have declared for the draft. Um, he kind of looks at the ones that are uh, coming up next year. That a possibility where his draft stock will be up there, probably with. In the top three, I would imagine, provided he has another good year. Be ready, you hear that? My partner in crime is telling me that that that, that Rattler is going to be a. You said three. Uh, that's what well, I'm saying. That's what he's being told. This, look, that. this kid better do like <laughs> Sesson Bennett. He better he better stay enrolled in his classes because he'll never make that money in the pros. Uh, well, so that's that's your I reasoning mean, behind it. I it guess. is stay stay in college, buddy. <laughs> You ain't going to make it out there. He's hard on his fan base, ain't he? Oh, he's they really, hard on me. They don't like him. They've kicked him out of everything. I'm out of all so. of them, though, and I don't mind it. I mean, you know, there's other teams in the Gamecocks. But um, don't speak against Shane Beamer. I will tell you that. No, I will not. I like Shane. They will. They will. I like and, Shane. And then you get a receiver that's also staying. That's huge. That You know, and that does matter. I mean, because you – you build a base, and as tough as a coach, I, I don't know how you would do it now. To to go out and just like we talked about other days, Sam, you wasn't here at Billaway, but you go out to a house and you knock on the door and you say, I want to take care of your son for the next four years. Knowing that parents probably saying, whatever, he's going to get in the portal if you don't play him, he don't get his time. You know, Jaheim Bell, you know, cough, cough. That's what his mama said. And, you know, he's at Florida State now. There's no loyalty to these teams, man. And, therefore, to me, I, I don't think it should be any loyalty to the players either. If you can't be loyal to your coach and your team, you don't deserve it either. Well, that's where Shane Beamer has gotten into a little bit of trouble and kind of <laughs> uh, when you look at it here because he keeps saying he wants guys that are Carolina guys, okay? Uh, so you're going to go out in the transfer portal, you're going to recruit guys that are Carolina guys. Well, they're all going to end up playing for you for a year and say, well, I'm not a Carolina guy anymore and leave out. And that's not Shane's fault, you know? It's not, I mean, but, I mean, just... you know – that loyalty is 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 not the same to a player as it is to a coach, and I, and that's kind of where the the little point is right now with the little shades being run with Beamer and the rest of the Gamecock clubs or whatever. But well, that 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 goes in, and that goes in right where George's wheelhouse is right now, and that loyalty. I don't know if you guys heard that pregame speech that's been oh, floating yeah. around. It's like one word. <laughs> I mean, several hey, times it's, one word. It's very censored, believe me. Oh, yeah. But I can tell you that he has got that program 
bought in that the guys, even second, third stream, knows that their day is going to be there if they can wait. That's why he was saying about eating off the floor. If they yeah. willing to eat off the floor, they're going to play for Georgia. Now, there's uh, uh, MJ Sherman. I'll, I'll go out. MJ Sherman was suspected to hit the transfer portal, but he came online today and said, no, I'm staying because Kirby – Kirby believes in me, and I believe in this team, and I'm going to stay here, and, and I've I got a spot. So, you know, the continuity, and that's why Clemson, I think, was always so successful with the continuity in the coaching staffs, the buy-in with Dabo Sweeney. I'm not a Clemson fan, but I can tell you on the outside looking in, I wish that I was that program for the two years that they won the national championship. Mm -hmm. And they had it for that very reason that it was a, a continuity there that, that – most teams didn't have. And I wish we had had that. But now we're sitting there where we do have that continuity. These are Georgia boys, and you're looking at probably 60% blue-chip players uh, from the state of Georgia playing there. So Kirby's got a buy-in. And I think Beamer is on the same track. I really do. Uh, Chris may disagree with me, but I, I really feel like Beamer's on the same track with that. And it showed in the last part of the season that those guys was Beamer ball. And I seen them behind Beamer just going crazy. And I was like, you know, that's the buy-in. That's what you got to have to turn that program around, you know. But then the transfer portal opened up, and Marshawn Lloyd and and guys are bailing out. And, and I was just like, I can't believe those are that. the Beamer boys. Yeah, and and, and, yeah. and they've gone. And we're just so. It, what's happening on the coaches' end that these guys are saying? It really floored me. I was it really did. with you, but now I'm going somewhere else. I'm yeah, it, it, they it see a writing on the wall that we can't see. There's something else going on in Columbia yeah. that's not being said or being kept in house because. We've seen it several times throughout the season where Beamer has come out, particularly with the Rattler, and said, need you dial it down. You know, where he didn't mean what he said. Right. <laughs> I think somebody thing. said Muschamp was coming back. <laughs> you can't, look, you're keeping that cancer, I can promise you. That cancer is going to stay in. Listen, he, he don't need to come out of Carolina. He's, got, hey, he's already bring, got his checks. You bring that name <laughs> so, up. Bring that name up, though. I'm waiting for the, the coaching carousel to start now that the season's over. And, hey, Muschamp may – he may fly to Coop. He may not like the co-defensive coordinator, either Schumann. We may lose Schumann this year because Schumann, he's been there for a while. Glenn Schumann, the co-defensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, he could very easily go somewhere. So, he's you know, look, man. Really end up. i tell you what he could do. I mean, he could go to your smaller school or something like that would be fine. But why would you? I don't know why he's doing what he's doing now other than $90,000 or whatever he's getting. Uh, because you're getting three checks from other schools anyway. So sit at home, man. Play with your wife, kids, whatever you want to do. Um, follow your kid. He's playing college ball now. Okay. Uh, one more right. get off of this. I want to ask Billy one question. Something did bother me about this game, and it has to do with the chicken wings and the champagne. I'm not upset about it. The players did it and everything, but they were told not to. Yeah, I They did it anyway. So now, as a coach, what does Kirby do about it? So do you just say, here, I told you not to do it. You you're not going to be at the first practice. Or, I mean, I don't know how he handles it. He's a head coach of that. Suspend him for first but game. But there or, again, he should. they should have been smart enough to realize, but don't have it on the field. Yeah, Please. I, I, I'm agree with Please. you. I'm going to go. <laughs> when I when I seen that, it took me back, like I said, the, the glory days of, <laughs> you know, high school football. I said, coach called us going over doing something in the fans section. Ooh. It's a bad deal, man. That's a bad look for everybody. The whole team looked bad. You ever eating chicken wings and going crazy on the sideline. <laughs> I don't care if the game is in hand. I disagree with that. Was it funny to look at it? Yes, it was funny. But I agree with you. And the yeah, coach probably does have some uh, – he probably has some work for him to do once they get back to uh, ball. I was surprised to notice that it was the underclassmen doing all the drinking. So, yeah. they, they're not even old enough to be out there to really be playing around with that. But you were talking about the little rant and raid he went on and everything. 
we know Chris Lana well enough to know that there's times if we don't want one here, we're going to tell the team we step to the side because mm-hmm. he's going to get to him and get his point across his way. I, I think about – and every time I think about it, I think about you because I think about Frank Hill. Coach Hill would be that kind. He would be like, hey, look how it costs. What in the absolute hell of thing was that you just <laughs> threw that way? I'll beat. And he would hit his little superlatives, and it would be funny, and he would be like, it ain't funny. It ain't funny. Hit that hill on there. Hit that hill on there. And I meant run. Every coach that you got is going to have his way of getting stuff across. I know I know, Dabo's been caught with the F-bombs a couple of times. Grow up, guys. I mean, it's football. It is. These are college players. I mean, it's not NFL where you're going to expect it. But um, let it go. Have fun. It's just the way he gets his point across. And I hope he gets it across to the underage drinkers that he's got on that team. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and he will. I mean, he, you, the good coaches have the discipline. To go with it, and, and and you see that at Clemson, you see that at Georgia, see it at Ohio State. Um, you used to see it at Texas A and M. It's not there anymore. But the really good programs, though, I mean, the discipline is there, and and uh, the respect is there. Let's call it what it is. I mean, they, they realize that you're playing for a logo, you're playing for for a reason. Kirby don't have Kirby. <laughs> I think that that speech y'all heard it, it floating around the line. He don't have a, he has zero tolerance for a lot of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, you could, you could go anywhere and find those little. Look at Beamer now. He doesn't like the fact Beamer's dancing with his players in the locker room. He thought that was cheap. He's got to stop the full house videos, though, man. <laughs> that's that, that's got. He's stop. on your side on that one too. No, oh, I am the, the money one. Just so. I was like, yeah, I am look, never ever. Uh, yeah, you as far as I'm it. concerned, grow you up. Stop yeah. uh, who else had one? Uh, LSU's coach. Uh, uh, oh, Kelly Brian down Kelly. there was doing Brian dancing Kelly. on a strip pole. <laughs> All right. So, putting the football season behind <laughs> us, congrats to the Georgia Bulldogs win second in a row and this one 65-7 if you didn't catch it. Um, uh, big congratulations. Next season uh, starts with spring ball, so we'll see what happens uh, coming up here at the end of February, into March, and um, there'll be a lot of talk about what's going on then. So, we are in Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. b sitting around waiting to serve you, so... Come on by. He's got uh, the happy hour drinks all made up and ready for you. And the uh, ice cooler is a nice 32 degrees. So uh, we'll keep it right there just above the freezing mark. That's where you've got to keep it. So we'll have it from there. Um, and then the daily specials. Uh, matter of fact, we talked with the chef himself. He said he cut up, what, 25 steaks for the for uh, twi- twice-baked potato ribeye steak sandwiches. You still got a chance to get it before you go home. I still do. Yeah, because yeah. you missed it due to some tires and stuff. Yeah. But let me get across the nation because they do check on you and certain messages I do get. You took, you left Mr. Stone at the hospital, right? Yes, I no longer have my kidney stone. So that is good. That's absolutely perfect. He says football's done. NFL playoffs start this week. Continue to listen to me. <laughs> and then XFL, <laughs> CFL, or USFL. Yeah, that'll start up here in the summer. So we're not going to go totally basketball. We won't. We won't. But speaking of basketball, how about them Gamecocks? They go in to Rump Arena and take out the Kentucky Wildcats, 71-68, to the final in this one. Uh, uh, Messi Johnson, six three-pointers for the win. I mean, you know, what more can you ask for uh, from your uh, players to come on out? But the Gamecocks are now 8-8 eight and eight overall, 1-2 and two in the SEC, and they host Texas A&M this coming Saturday night. By the way, Kentucky falls to 10-6, and 1-3 in league play, and they get Tennessee this Saturday. So that likely another loss. With uh, mm, This Lawrence is another one of those games that you're, <laughs> you're not going to win because you're going to rump. It's kind of like clumps to go to dig or whatever. Uh, and then after the atrocious way that they played Saturday against Tennessee, losing by, what, 40-something, and then they go on the road and win that game, and now you got LeBron tweeting Michi Johnson. <laughs> so <laughs> now I got a, I got the 
LeBron James want to know about my player over there. I was more impressed in that game, though, with Hayden Brown. Mm-hmm. A, a guy that's played at Siddle for two years now, he's over here with us with the Gamecock. He's a big, tall dude. And the fact that his dream, by the way, is to go to Rupp Arena and just play, just walk on the arena, let me walk around, let me dunk a couple balls and practice and everything, and then he has a game like he had. Uh, and, and the sheer fact that we didn't have to have Gigi to get it done. I mean, Gigi had a lackluster game. He still played well. Uh, but Michi Johnson hitting the threes. And, I mean, how many yeah. did Michi end up with? I know he had six threes. That's 18. Um, yeah, he had 26 points altogether. So, that's huge. So, For yep. a kid that's not hadn't been, had the output that, that Gigi Jackson's had. Chico Harris didn't have to do anything, really, in that game. Or Chico Carter, excuse me, not Harris. And, uh, like I said, Hayden Mound had a huge game with rebounds and, and even shooting the basketball. So, I, that was the main thing. I was proud of to see that kid go up there, get his dream, and then actually play ball. <laughs> so. <laughs> Macy Husso had uh, six rebounds. Yeah. All of those uh, uh, defensive rebounds that go along with it. Six assists. He almost had, a double. He almost I mean, had that triple almost, double. Almost had it. He almost had it. That close. Um, but, you know, it, it's a big win, I think, for Lamont Harris and, and what he has built uh, starting off. Because he started off hot, and then they kind of hit that slump. This is something that they can build on. Well, this is a rebounding year. And, like I said, after the game against Tennessee, they're like, we're not going to give him a year. We're going to run him. And then he goes out there and does this, and now they're back. Hey, I was just getting cocks. It's all good. Back so on them poor cocks again. Yeah, it is, man. I tell <laughs> you, man. You know, you're rebounding. You're not expecting to win anything. And so, like I told those game cocks on the thing, you don't like Paris. Go. You might have got a TV. You can watch it up there. Follow your old boy Frank. He's up there. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, Lamont Paris did meet with the media post game. Here's what he had to say uh, about this big win. Sometimes in this whole process, buried way beneath all the hard work and sweat and yelling at and all that stuff, we talk to our guys all the time that there's fun in disguise buried somewhere in there. And it showed its head today, that's for sure. I don't think it was in disguise. Uh, but uh, a lot of credit to, to their guys coming off both teams were coming off of a of a tough loss and so both teams I knew and expected to get everything that they had um, in their best effort and they did they they clawed and scrapped we got we were hot early we ran some good offense and made some shots a couple from way out on the moon even and so uh, but they came back which which we knew they would the crowd got into it I couldn't call plays anymore it's 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 deafening and so but uh, credit to their guys for competing and uh, the way that they did and playing really hard and credit for our guys for doing the same. It was just, uh, it's fun to have a front row seat for, for, uh, for all that stuff. I thought it was a great college basketball game with just two, two teams that really in, in, inside felt like they really had to have the win. And uh, it looked like that as we played. All right, so there you have uh, Lamont Paris, what he had to say. And you can tell that this game meant a lot to him. It meant more than to Kentucky, though. I'm telling you, they are licking their wounds now. That's a big win that you put on your on your marker for your first year. Because I want to go two, three years down the road if he's still at Carolina. I want to see if he if that's still not probably his marquee win on down the road here. I mean, we got a couple games coming up with Florida. Uh, I think we play Auburn here in a little bit. They're a really good basketball team. So, like I said, it's basketball season. We got to flip that switch, and it's going to take me about a couple of days to get ready to flip it. But he's talking about to the moon shot. Chico Carter shot a ball. Basically from almost, almost half, half court, court yeah. almost half court, and then Coach Paris looks at him and says, "The time it went in, Coach. You had plenty of <laughs> clock. What are you shooting it for, though?" So, no, needless to say, he didn't shoot it on a lot the rest of the second half. But um, he's a kid that can make those shots. Just why, why throw them up unless it's a, unless it is at the wire? 
Yep. Well, the Gamecocks are 8-8 eight eight overall. They're right there at the 500 mark. They get Texas A&M Saturday night over there at CLA. You know so. what? I don't know what it is about CLA, but it's not been good to the Gamecocks this year. Um, you just said it, 8-8 eight eight in a rebounding year, I'll take it. And we're in conference play now, so um, any little push. You know, those are the wins that you get that you start to expect. Well, NIT, and you're like, you're rebounding. It's a rebounding year. No NIT. And then sooner rather than later, you know, at the end of the year, you got to win a conference game to get that. And that's what Paris is just trying to say. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Let's not put any eight expectations eight, on this team. We're right rebuilding. Let's get to know each other. Hayden Brown, how you doing? Get him the ball. He's tall. Let him shoot. Um, and that's the thing I think. <laughs> that's one thing I like about Paris. He doesn't mind you shooting it. But you best make. If not, and you come up short and you throw, you know, a couple of air balls, you're not going to continue to be shooting those balls from the, from the outside. But a big win for the Gamecocks. It is a big win. And then uh, you look at Clemson, they end up coming back. And for them, um, when you look at, at where they sit right now, they're 6-0 and in ACC play. And that is – like a first time ever thing with with a big win that they had over Louisville, eighty three to seventy in this one. Um, you know they trailed early by nine. It was sixteen seven early on, and uh, kind of turned the defensive forces on and came back from that one. So Clemson now fourteen and three overall. Uh, they're seven and zero. Oh, I'm sorry, in ACC conference uh, against Duke at home this coming Saturday. Louisville falls to two and fifteen, zero uh, and six in the ACC. And once again, Clinton, people are saying that reason Clemson isn't ranked is they really haven't played any of the upper tier teams as of yet that are, are in the ACC. You know, like Billy Wade said before, you only play what you just schedule, you play. I mean, um, P.G. Hall, Hunter Tyson, what's the other kid's name, Chase Hunter? Um, yeah. Those, those three guys are just they're, – they're gelling at the right time. I know B-Rad's already told me that this is the time of year that they kind of fall off the wayside, so to speak, uh, under Brownell, previous Brownell teams. But I, I'm still that one guy that's a Gamecock fan, and I really like Brad Brownell. Uh, and I think he's got what he can do. He's just got to get – Hunter Tyson's got to stay healthy. That's the key to that game or to, yeah, he to had the 28 season. points on that game. I mean, you can't lose that outside shot. And then, like I said, P.J. Hall's got to stay continually doing what he's doing, get rebounds. And we knew this kid was going to be good coming out of Dorman. I mean – uh, they only won how many state championships when he was there? <laughs> three. Yeah. So, and that was the only three they could they could win. But uh, really good players on that team. Just got to stay healthy. And then, like you said, you're you're at that part of that division now, in your conference play to where you're playing the the upper epsilons. Luckily for Clemson, the upper epsilons are not that good this year. Duke, North Carolina's down. Duke's definitely. NC State's down. down. I mean, NC State's they're they're living with a new coach, and that's going to take a while. And we thought that was going to come. You don't just replace a Coach K and just come out and you're 20 and 0 and stuff like it used to be when Coach K was there. Uh, just give it time. But those are games you do. I expect Clemson to win those games. I expect them to win at Chapel Hill, which will be for the first time, I think. Have you all ever won a game at Chapel? Mm, I, I think that's I the one you so, have. But it may be a couple years back. But I, I know you. I was at the Duke game when you beat Duke at, at Little John several years ago. I was at that game. Um, and that was a, that atmosphere was crazy. But this is the year that you can go to Chapel Hill and win that game for the first time if you hadn't done it yet. And and they need those games. This is just like what we just talked about. This is Mira, Clemson, South Carolina, Kentucky's North Carolina. They need those games more than than we would need, so to speak. So they got to win at home. We'll see what happens. Uh, things off to a good start for them. First time in in school history. That I don't think even knew to chart seven and seven oh. I, seriously, I, <laughs> it is football season, man. So I got to readjust the basketball. It's the end of football season. Eh, college football. It is. 
and we're getting there with Wildcard Weekend coming up this week. So, mm-hmm. um, Lander, they were unable to go down to Augusta, and Augusta number nine right now in Division Two, and the uh, Bearcats uh, they had the lead, they just couldn't hold on to it, and end up falling eighty-one to seventy-nine uh, in this final in this one. But Augusta shot eleven of twenty from the field, along with two of six from three-point range. That just in the first half was part of the reason was good defense by the Bearcats in order to keep the score down low and keep them up there uh, within striking distance of Augusta. But they just couldn't hold the lead as, uh, you know, Augusta basically came back around the 723 mark. And um, just, I mean, they couldn't stop them. Good basketball team. I mean, Augusta, they've been solid, you know, for year, several years now since they played for the for the championship, what, well, two years ago, I think. Um they got a kid named Sherfield that is just <laughs> you know, 21 points yeah. uh, in this game against Augusta, 8 of 14 shooting on the night. But they've all got Dominic Stanford, uh, Chandler Lindsey, uh, Jacob Cooper, all of those guys in double figures as well. Omar? Omar, Omar is doing that. He's now, Billy, this is a guy. What he said he was going to do. That you would love. That, like I said, when, when Tom did an interview with him when he first got a job, what, it's been a while, four, four years, years ago. ago. <laughs> that you like. I got to check. I think I got another year that I'm going back to school. I mean, this, this guy you want to play basketball for, he's just that, that way about it. And uh, he, he's solid at what he does. I mean, so they, they knew it was in good hands. I just think that – and it's really – it's coming a good time because with Coach Pearson leaving to go to Coastal, you kind of have a little bit of a downside from the women's basketball. And he stepped up to the plate, and they've done well. So – they have, they have. So Lander returns to uh, the state of Georgia on Saturday. Travel going to take on Clayton State uh, on the 14th. This is coming Saturday, 3.30 will be the start. You can check out the game. It will be televised on uh, uh, LanderBearCats.com, I think is where they'll end up going. Clayton State. So yeah. that's, that's a hey, tough y'all. game for them. <clears throat> I went to conductor school uh Clayton State. Did you really? Yeah, I did. That's a, uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a tough game for as far as basketball. That's a tough team. Well, the ladies are, are – uh, they had just as much trouble with the Jaguars as the men did, probably a little bit more. But they're, they're – they just got out-rebounded offensively. They could not get their own rebounds. Uh, you look at Augusta, and they had two, three chances at every shot that they missed. And you're going to have that, though, Tom, like I said, because – you know, you lose a coach like Patterson. I, I'm going to quit harping on it eventually, but not only did they lose a coach like Patterson, he took some cats with him. He took, yeah. He and, did. I mean, when you take two or three of your, your, your girls that are your strong players and you take them to Coastal, I mean, that leaves the cupboard what they call bare, my friend. And, and so they have done a really good job trying to rebuild this team. Give it time. Like I said, that's a program that's been top-notch program, and, and you know, I'm never going to let you forget you left out on that because y'all got Butler up here at Clemson, too, and you could have had Pedersen. <laughs> but, you know, give this team time. I mean, you, you gave the men time. Give the women the same amount of time and, and see if they can't really rebuild it back that way and do it the right way, and that's what they're doing. Yeah. It's, you just got to give them time. Well, Anne Seacrest, uh, she led the way 12 points uh, for the Lady Bearcats. They finished 3-4 three and four from three-point range, which was pretty good for them. Uh, Tysa Freeman had nine points, four rebounds. Tanya Gordon uh, on the boards had seven rebounds to go along with it. Um, and those were all defensive rebounds, or excuse me, offensive rebounds that they had. Um, but it was just that good by Augusta just to, to come out and um, – and dominate, and it was it wasn't a fast paced game. This game really got slowed down and more half court. These so. two teams that you're you're talking about now, Augusta State and men's and girls, they're going to be there at tournament time. 
that that's probably going to be who both of those teams, the boys and girls are going to have to be ready to play in tournament, and that's who they got to beat to advance on because Augustus, I'm telling you, the guys are there. I mean, like I said, they played for the – I guess you would call it a national championship two years ago when mm-hmm. they were on TV on ESPN, and they're not going anywhere. That team's a solid basketball team. It'll be fun to watch uh, down there, uh, much like Lander was men wise. What about three years? Three ago? Three years ago. So, but by the way, you want to see basketball take a little while of a game? How many points is Lander at men averaging right now? Somewhere around 90? 90, 92. <laughs> they put it in the hoop, buddy. They've had they've already had what four games over hundred. Yeah. So they're they're That's nuts. Well, they're playing basketball. I mean, they're playing defense finally. And I've always, you know, defense predicates points, and right. they're they're doing it, and it's exciting basketball. And I'm glad to see Horn finally getting a, the crowd to come out to to the arena and pull for the Bearcats. I mean, I, I love basketball like that. That's almost like Loyola Marymount back in the day when you put that many points on the board and you go for offense. I'm an offensive guy. <laughs> All right, well, let's change uh, a little bit here as far as local sports go, uh, local college sports. Erskine Volleyball, men's volleyball. Um, they took on Central State out of Ohio, uh, end up getting their first win on the season. You got to look at uh, Egrin Austin had a huge night, 22 kills to go along with it. Jason Saul had five aces in his serving. And then uh, you look at uh, both these guys had five blocks, John Fuller and also Wittar Akawatsky. Uh, as well uh, that's there. And then defensively, uh, Kaper Rebaxchak had 12 digs to go along with Kaper. it. I'm watching the screen just like you. <laughs> Me trying to that's pronounce where, That's name. where you're at, bro. That's why you're there, man. <laughs> I, I might get a Davis every now and again, but you get the Apalachians and the rest of that crowd. So <laughs> <laughs> so congrats to them, but that's huge. Uh, they get Tuscum as their next one. This Guys, have you ever seen a men's volleyball game? This is going to be a lot of fun. they got another big game that is coming up uh, on the 17th. That's a Tuesday at 6 o'clock. They're going to be taking on Tusculum University in a rematch. That is their fleet uh, down the Pioneers in straight sets to open the season to go along with that. So if you want to check them out, this would be a game to go and, and actually learn a little bit. And you may have somebody with all the young kids that we've got playing men's volleyball at Greenwood, also at uh, Emerald um, McCormick and some of the other schools, Abbeville, I think, as well. Uh, this might be a game that is a possibility that they could end up playing there as well. Yeah, I mean, Tuscan was, if I remember right, four or five years ago was the first men's program in that division that they're in to allow the volleyball. And now everybody's doing it. So, uh, yeah, one of my friends, you know, her daughter plays with Julie and them. So you need to go to see Julie and study some stuff if you're going to be doing this kind of stuff. I was like, no, that's the Tom Carroll's guy. I just look over here and say, great job. It's a lot of fun to go with it. Then the other thing I want to talk about as far as college goes, a couple of things going on. Have you seen Don Staley react to five foot seven um, basketball signee Malaysia Fulwale's dunk? Five foot seven, and she dunked the football. Did you first South Carolina? Did you? I mean, she's all right. Miller Wade probably hadn't seen the play. I don't think it's a dunk. Well, they say she tipped it in. She threw it up and kind of tipped it over. I, and when it he in, came off the backboard, it was going anyway, and she just touched it with her tip. Five seven. Come on, bro. I mean, I that's, know she got that's up, ten I know foot she, one inch. I know she got up to the <laughs> rim, but I don't know that I call that a jam. But I mean, it, hey, I tell you what, it was worth going back. Why now? The other girl, they jammed it. What? Two weeks ago, that's a jam. Yeah. Atkins or whatever her name is, that's a jam. She went up yeah, that's and brought it in the house. But, yeah, Paul, but Paul Wally's been that player from the state, from Keenan, for the last four years. And and for Dawn to get her and her not go anywhere else is just amazing. But what else is Dawn going to say? <laughs> well, uh, she's in a little bit of trouble with the UConn fans. <laughs> she, she, 
<laughs> made a statement that um, uh, she says it was as a joke, uh, more or less. But the UConn fans took offense to it and, and called her out on it and say that Gamecocks play street ball, this and that. But she came back uh, on Twitter on Tuesday, kind of responded to remarks and addressed the issue uh, as well. She's, her words were, I really didn't take them too seriously. I know uh, I posted on Twitter, but it was actually a joke. I didn't think uh, I put the laughing emojis there. I probably should have. But it was really a joke. Uh, I said, we're really sweet people. We really are. <laughs> That's the way you saw you know, it. That's a way to do it. I'm not, you know, a stand's not here to give me the grief about knowing. But, I mean, you know, we got a coach that likes to do what she wants to do. She uses her coaches as a platform, and I'm against it. But, anyway, that's neither here nor there. All right. Uh, let's move on to the high school aspects of it. Uh, the first Ooh, thing, my favorite. Yeah, well, we're going to get to your favorite. The first thing we're going to talk about is what's going on with the South Carolina High School League. Um, they met on Wednesday yesterday in executive committee, and they came out, and Jerome Singleton basically said that there is a possibility that the South Carolina High School Basketball Championships are headed to a new location in March. Um, now, remember, they've been up at USC Aiken for what, the last two years, four years? Four years, It's been four years. So now it looks like they may be headed over to Winthrop Coliseum. And he says the main reason is um, because they're going from 3,600 seats yeah. at USC yeah, yeah. Aiken up to 6,100 uh, at the Coliseum over there where the Eagles play. That's a nice place they got there. We know COVID's thrown all this thing in a whack anyway with that. In and out, in and out, reparked, everything else. And it, it's almost, Jerome, we're going to look at the basketball, brother. Let, I mean, I think everybody's happy with the football being at, at Benedict. I think they are, but I'd like to see it moved on to a bigger a bigger. Well, scale. they say CLA wasn't available because the men have a game against Georgia. On that fourth of March, so <laughs> I think it went from okay though because I think that's kind of a cross mark. Unless you're a Charleston team, if you got to go from Charleston to to Rock Hill to Winthrop, that's going to be a little bit of a haul. But I mean, it's the same for Aiken. I mean, you can get on Interstate, you can make it up to Rock Hill in no time. So I I like the idea, and like I said, that's a beautiful new facility up there. Uh, we were just by it, remember when we played up yeah, against Northwestern? But um, it, yeah, it's a fairly new new facility, and it's it's pretty nice. All right, here is your favorite segment. Head coaches change for this 23-24 year that are coming up. There's some uh, coaches that have been filled here as of already. We know Berea. Uh, well, three of these are teams that are in Region 1-4A as of right now. It's the same region that Greenwood is in. And you got uh, Julia Prince, who left Berea. You've got uh, Drew Chisholm, who is the AD, taking over that spot. In Blacksburg, Jet Turner stepping yeah. down because of health issues that are there. Um, the gentleman who was his uh, interim head coach, Josh Batcher, is going to take over. He got the head gig job for that. In Darlington, uh, Raymond Jennings steps down. Jamie Johnson out of Ham, uh, Hannah Pamlico was the head coach there, stepping over. Today, um, by the way. Yep. I thought I had you. Yeah, no, I'm talking about you can't get one by me. Man. He's already got it on here. No. You can't get it no, by you're me. You're right. That's what I said. Um, even with a flat tire. Yeah, even with a flat tire. Um, and then Pickens, uh, another one of those teams that is in Region 1 4A. Uh, Chad Smith stepping down. James Reynolds. This one kind of baffled me a little bit, but he's an assistant coach out of River Bluff. He's been to Westwood, Darlington. Uh, he's been to like four or five other schools, um, and he's going to end up being the head coach now up there at Pickens and God's country. That's the guy we met. Because remember, he was the one that was called on the plays for the coach in the, on the crutches in the, mm -hmm. in the little, um, whatchamacallit game, yep. before Jamboree. Yep. 
Yeah, we met so him. The, we met him there. That's a good job. <laughs> and then uh, West Side Scott early stepping down. This is a really good hire because Clover's head coach Brian Lane ends up uh, leaving to come to West Side. And we've seen what Brian Lane can do. He was at Burns and how effective he was there. Um, he, he, I thought he kind of got, uh, you know, uh, this bad part of the stick, I guess you would say, because he went right behind Miller. He did. When Miller was there. Um, and then he ends up going to a couple other places, ends up at, at uh, uh, Clover. We've seen what they do. They have a dynamite running game the last four years. You like offense, and I know you do. This guy right here, I mean, and I think that was the key. You know, you think of Burns and you think of Miller and you think of uh, Willie Crack, Corn, and at, they went to Coastal or the that Coastal or the coach now. They throw the ball. That was his downfall. Got, yeah. That was his really his downfall at Burns because they're used to a passing game, and this guy right here, it's it's four it's four yards cloud does kind of mentality. It's good football, and he's got a good quarterback. Cutter Woods is going to be yeah. there. He'll be a junior this year, and then you got you want a running game. Talk yeah. about the fullback oh, linebacker. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> it's going to be coming. In All there. right, so it's Cutter Woods in nineteen. No, yeah. that's my new one. <laughs> Cutter Woods. Cutter Woods the 19th. That's a good one. And then, of course, Woodmont, Jeff Murdoch stepping down. Um, and you're going to have Ty Sutherland stepping up. He was the Woodmont offensive coordinator to go along with that. Now, there are some other schools that are still looking. Aiken High is still looking. Elijah Juan Page stepped down. You still have um, Clover with Brian Lane going, moving on. Columbia, Jason Bush is gone. Conway, that one, uh, Terry stepping down there. Uh, Colleton County, Chris Howell steps down. Shaq Hilton leaves Eau Claire. You've got, uh, or Eau Claire, I guess you would say, Georgetown. Jimmy Noonan is gone. Greenseed Floyd's, which is a really good program, I thought. Uh, Joey Price over there, and I think Oceanside Collegiate might have a little to do with yeah. some of the athletes that <laughs> were taken from there. Uh, Hannah, Art Craig steps down. Hannah Pamlico, we know Jamie Johnson has uh, moved on. He went to Darlington. Uh, Landrum, you have Jason Fuller, May River. Uh, Rodney Summers stepping down. North Charleston, um, Devin Smalls ends up leaving. He's talking about an aching job. Page, they had to beg him to take the job. <laughs> and then, you know, he was there three or four years and did fairly well. Some of those schools, like like I, I'm very familiar with Collin County because my daughter lives there, but you got academy school that stepped up and has taken all the players from mm-hmm. it. But there's some schools on there like Hannah played for state two years ago. Green C. Floyd played for state. Two years ago, and then for those coaches just to finally, I guess, just say, you know what, I'm I'm done with this kind of stuff. I'm not saying I don't blame them, but um, and that's what's the NAL's next yeah, for, for high is. school too. So, well, yeah. the best job on here that is still left um, probably is two of them: Spring Valley with Robin Bacon yeah. stepping down. Uh, Wahala was a surprise, and nobody expected to see what Patrick Johnson he had them going to the playoffs. What uh, three of the last four three years? Three out of four. Um, so that was huge. That was there. Chris Johnson, we know he is stepping down. The reasons why he wants to focus more on the basketball side. Yeah, Warsaw. Um, yep. And then uh, Woodruff, uh, Bradley Adams was another one that just came out of the blue uh, a couple weeks ago. If if you're a coach, though, Tom, and you go to the Aiken, South Aiken, Middle of you can win there. You can win there. This would be one that if you really want to go somewhere and try to rebuild what a program would be, that's the conference to go do it in. We stay to go down there because, like I said, that's just a bo- aching the boring place to be at for that anyway. <laughs> but And their, their facilities are, are not very good. And that could be one of the reasons they haven't found a coach yet because facilities are, are on the down. And the basketball is in great shape. So. 
Well, we mentioned uh, boys basketball and what's going on here in the Lakelands. The game of the week happened on Tuesday night. Salute boys taking on Abbeville and, and the Panthers that are there. And this one almost went to overtime. It came down to the last possession. J.D. Baylor had a chance of tying it up, ended up bouncing off the rim and no good in that one, sealing the 44-77 win uh, for the Tigers. And it, that's kind of prompted them this week into the top ten. They're listed at number ten right now in 2A. <laughs> a team that was an altercation and ended a game. What, what that was it? Dixie and Weir Shoals. Yeah, okay. um, yeah, yeah uh, they, they didn't even get to finish that game. That was a girls game, by the way, and they yeah. ended up postponing the men's side uh, and rescheduling it for a later date. Yeah, I didn't know what Coach was going Johnson. on. So, yeah, he, he basically came out and said that, you know, both of these communities are, are this isn't who we are. Right. Either of us, yeah. uh, in that regard, and it's a shame that something like that happened. I mean, you know, the altercation came; uh, they got everybody to the locker rooms fairly quickly. I thought uh, with the f- uh, security that was up there. Um, congrats to the Ware Shoals Police Department for getting all of that Reminds done. Reminds me of some old County but- Falls days. <laughs> 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 this came right here, Peter Kendall Bar and Zion Wright, and yeah. that was what I was most excited to see. Like I said, I'd rather see Kendall Bar in Greenwood where he should be, but he's at Abbeville. So. Yeah, Zion Wright, 25 <laughs> points uh, on the night. Uh, Amiri Mathis had a huge – Amiri Mathis kept him in the game in the first half. Zion really turned it on in the second. But he had 12 points overall. Um, Ten of those uh, came in that first half. And then Abbeville, they just struggled from behind the arc. That was you know their bed and butter for the most part. But uh, Tinch – uh, for the Panthers, he led the way for the Abbeville, 17 points to go along there. You know so. a couple of them tinges? Yes, sir. Yeah. Javiero? Javio? I don't, I don't know Javiero. <laughs> <laughs> to go along with it. So, congrats to Saluda. They they end up – that was the first uh, region game for both of these teams, and uh, Saluda comes up on the winning side. And Tom, I, I still – I think about how – you know, we talked about when Greenwood got beat out, and we're talking about it in August – Saluted, their football team ain't been over with alone their season. These kids are out there doing this now. Zion Wright is an athlete wherever he decides to play football. You need to look at him as a basketball player, too. Well, they, uh, you know, and, you. he is, he is uh, what, six? Yes. Seven, six, six. I mean, he's a tall, that's lanky a man. individual. That's but, a man. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And he's, he stands above all they, the boys he's playing against. And, and he, I think he just missed out on it when you got – but, you know, some parents don't want kids to play two sports. I mean, his parents love it. And, like I said, his family – we know his family because, like I said, older brother's at BT or was at BT. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's where he's going. I think. That's, he's it, got an offer. Yeah, he's got an offer. He hasn't signed yet. You're right. He hasn't signed it as of yet. But Close grades, got a chance. We're hoping his grades are going to be there. Um, on the girls' side, in that same scenario, uh, Saluda scored, uh, or Seven Tigers scored for Saluda in the win over Abbeville in this one, a 57-21 win. Um, I mean, it was just total domination from the get-go in this one. Jessica Means into the game with 24 points, had eight total rebounds, six steals. Sandrana Springs finished them with nine points. Bryson added seven. Uh, Tila Martin had the lone Panther uh, double-digit uh, win with uh, what twenty one points overall for the Panthers. She leading scored a game, yeah. wasn't she? For for, for for the whole game. But. Yeah, ten of hers coming in that final quarter. So good, good player, man. I mean, you got to think this. <laughs> salute on both sides. The girls and guys are just a solid, solid basketball team this year on both sides. 
They are, they are. Um, other games kind of tell you about that took place. Uh, boys defeated easily for their first region win, 32-16 uh, to 16 in the second half for the win. Um, it was 52-41 to 41 overall. Donovan Boyles, of course, 21 points for that young man. Jeremiah Brooks had 13. Uh, Eagles now 1-0 in region play, but it doesn't get any easier as tomorrow they're going up to take on the Greenville Red Raiders who are in the top five. Our favorite. Right we, we, it's like every time we start something, that's who we got to go up. And we go up there. It ain't like we can get them over here. Well, they'll come back down here they next will. week. So. Well, we, we've been waiting on waiting on Boyles anyway because, like I said, just the way he plays receiver, high, high points of all. I mean, you know he's a basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> and Coach Greg, they're going to do wonders. Uh, I thought you were going to give me the JV team because we dance. Well, I'm going to give you the JV team. Dancing, they beat man. easily 49-39. to 39 We dance. Was the final in this one. Uh, according to Coach, great hustle. Uh, they improved leading scorer was uh, uh, Roman. He had 14. Pettigrew had 11. Nichols had 7. They're now 5-4 and four overall, but more importantly, 1-0 and oh in region play. Uh, they play tomorrow night uh, versus Greenville, and this is going to be over there at Greenwood High. So they want you to come out, pack the house, and let's dance. Let's dance. That's what it's about now. It's, you know, I, I saw something funny on there that, you know, Coach Carter, every time he puts something on Facebook, he gets a whole bunch of likes. And then Coach Greg puts, you know, he puts all the stuff on it, and I share it. Mm-hmm. And I text him, and I was like, Coach, you don't get half as many likes. He says, they don't want to see me dance. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just your JV coach against your varsity coach. Y'all support both of those guys. They do a wonderful job. Coach Greg has done really well in, in such a limited a time as being the coach over at Greenwood. So, get out and support the games. Go to Emerald, support them. Um, tonight's a night you go somewhere because you don't want to be at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think there are any games. All the games are tomorrow yeah, and tomorrow Saturday. Night. So, yeah. um, we'll look forward to seeing what's going on there. Then we made mention of the altercation in the girls' game um, with Dixie and where Shoals that came down. And I, I, I'm, this is a quote that, that Chris Johnson said, who is also the athletic director in the process. He says, Things have never happened this way, and that's on both teams. That's on Ware Shoals. That's on Dixie. Um, we're too good of communities to have things like this happen. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, truer words couldn't be said because both of those towns uh, are proud fan bases, uh, proud athletes, um, proud communities. And we know coaches the way, like I said, that's the reason he's tired, man. He's getting football because he's also the AD, man. He said, I'm, I got enough going on my plate. But you're right. That couldn't have been no. But you know, he also was very outspoken when the Jamboree had its little fiasco yeah. up here. That that his team wasn't going to be no part of that. And if they were, they wouldn't be on his team. And right. So he's always been the one to spearhead, uh, and and you know, do the disciplinary things on his team. And if they're not good enough to play, it's kind of like Coach over at '96. Uh, he had to kick several players off team in football this year because of the mentality that they wanted to have. And that's what Coach Johnson. And that's what I'm going to miss about him in football. I'm going to miss that mentality in football. We're going to still sit in basketball, but I, I, I'm interested to see who gets that coaching job. Might be one of his little disciples. It might be. It'd be nice to have somebody come back and, and go ahead I, and coach. I've been talking to Russell Patterson up there because he's already like the over the rec department up in where Shoals anyway. Russell, go on jump in there. I mean, you, <laughs> you're a former coordinator, man. Go get it. <laughs> go get All it. right. And then, of course, Callan Falls fell out of the uh, top ten this week. They had a loss to Dixie uh, at the end of uh, last week, and so polls came out and they dropped uh, out of it. But they still, they've only lost three games to keep hope all alive. season long. So. I'm telling you, they this is, I don't, I mean, you know, you know that he's a former. Uh, that's his. Well, that's why I saved school. this oh, for yeah. last. Um, he, uh, <laughs> like I said, it's the the one we call it the 
the bright spot up there right now is, right, yeah, is yeah. the basketball side of it, doing those things. And, and there's a lot of athletes in Collin Falls, man. I'm and, telling you, that, that basketball team's always been pretty And that's what I can't figure out about the football. I, I can't figure out why they can't. We know why in football, yeah. but because they all want to go to Abbey, but they all want to play for, for, I mean, yeah. for, for a championship. But, I mean, it hurts It hurts that city, though, in that, in that team over there because they are losing a lot of players to an Abbeville. But um, I, I do – I am proud of y'all that y'all hadn't – Tried to go the route Dixie has and combine a school and everything. Because if anybody needs to combine a school, that'd be who it needs oh, to be. Yeah, totally. Fall Abbeville. I've kind of been on that on that wagon myself with that. You know, we still think you need to There's play eight man football. Eight man football, but we need to change that over there. Because if they go to eight man, they're going to be a good football team. Pride. And that's what we, we always say. That's what the problem is. <laughs> right. Of course, the big news over there at Calhoun Falls is Trey Sutton. He's the center that's over there. Last time out, um, I believe it was against Ware Shoals uh, on the 6th of January they ended up playing. He ended up with, um, gosh, what was it, like 14 second-half points to go along with it. I mean, just, he's a player. He's, he's, he is the real deal. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll look forward to – I look forward to them coming over here just – that late at night, driving through the deer country, I just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he did fairly well in this in the FCA. I mean, yeah, he, he, he he had some very good games in the FCA tournament in, in him earlier this year. So, yeah, he he's a solid basketball player. He's one of those you don't want to miss playing basketball. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it, gentlemen. As always, it's been a lot of fun. We're going to try to get out of here before the rain hits, uh, get home before all that wild wind and everything else takes place. Make sure to go out and check out some of the games. We've got some good ones that are going to be taking place in and around the area, whether you're Greenwood fan, uh, Emerald, Dixie, McCormick, Ware Shoals, 96, Abbeville. Lakelands. Yeah, I cover everybody. Go go. Right. I just go with Lakelands anyway. <laughs> Support your Lakelands team, guys. Billy Wade, thanks for coming in. Talking to the football thanks with us. Always fun. He's Chris Cox. I'm Tom Carroll. We'll see you on Monday. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys.